everyone, and welcome back to The Right Turn. Thank you to those of you ready to tune back in after the long break. We have officially made it into season two, and I hope everyone is ready to dive into new concepts, new lessons, and writing tips. We're starting strong this week by talking about something I've seen going around a lot in the writing circles of social media. More and more often, I've seen posts pop up talking about why artists should never give up on their work. Push through, these accounts say. If you really want to be a professional writer, if you want to make it in this crazy industry, then you need to be able to get work done. And the way that they're advertising to do that is just to grit your teeth, sit down, and write. Or they'll make a, a statement which I kind of agree with, but they phrase it in such a way or manipulate it in such a way that it becomes really insidious. They'll say something that I say all the time, which is, don't worry about the first draft. Push through no matter what, and when you get to the end, then you can go back and work out all the details. Now, the problem with that statement, the way that it's framed, is that it takes out a lot of the joy of writing. And there's a lot to unpack here, so let me go back. And I'll start with the statement, if you really want to be a professional writer, you need to be able to get work done. That's kind of what's at the bottom of all of these posts that I've been seeing. And yeah, there is a grain of truth to that statement, but I don't like the way the concept is phrased by many of the people that I've seen saying it. Not only is it kind of put in a very manipulative way, which is preying on the fear that many people have that they won't make it in this industry, that they won't be a professional writer. And so those people turn to the person talking to them through the screen and hoping that person will explain not only what it means to be a professional writer, but that that person will alleviate the fears and so they'll keep watching. It's kind of like seeing ads of stick-thin models talking about how a specific tee made them fit into their jeans. The implication is that if you want to look like the model, then you'll buy the tee and there you go, right? Never mind that genetics, activity levels, illnesses, mental health, or many of, you know, a dozen other factors can affect a person's body shape. The similar thing is going on here is that the implication from all of these writing advisors is that if you want to be a professional like me, do exactly as I do, never mind whether or not they are a professional writer or that you want to be anything like them. More than likely, and I found myself doing this too before I was able to step back from it, you want the fictional self that they have created online, or you want the fictional self that you have added to based on the small amount that they've given you in these social media windows. Writing is an intimate process. What works for one person may not work for another. And that includes how many pages a person gets done in a day or how many manuscripts they finish in a set amount of time, or the most important one, when they walk away from something. Every writer has a different process, and that includes different metrics on when to push through and when to take a break, and sometimes when to put something away and never pick it back up again. I'm going to preface the next part of this talk by saying, even though I'm going to tell you about my own experiences and my own process, I don't want you to take this as a how-to. My process might look nothing like your process. The only reason that I want to share my story is because I find writers don't often talk about the ins and outs and gritty realism of what goes into creating work. I say this not to say, do as I do, but rather to give you an idea of what one person's process actually looks like. And hopefully as more people do that, you can build a scaffold for where you might fit into the conversation. 
Over the past three years, I have completed two different manuscripts. That's pretty good for this industry, especially when some writers can take three to five years for a single novel. And if I simply left the statement there, if I said I've gotten two manuscripts done in three years, you might think that I took just over a year on each of those manuscripts. But that's not actually true. The first manuscript I ever completed took six months start to finish. That included three drafts and having several friends read through parts of it so that I could work on things like pacing and character and plot. Then I had people look through it so that way I could focus only on the opening pages because when you submit to agents and editors and industry professionals, oftentimes they'll ask for only five or ten pages. I got it to a place that I felt pretty happy with it and I started submitting. For the next two to three months, I got nothing but rejections, which led me to the conclusion that either one of two things was happening. My query wasn't good enough to get attention and I needed to focus on the query letter itself, or the writing simply wasn't up to par. Having my work not be immediately picked up, even though I knew that it probably wouldn't happen, was honestly really discouraging. I then didn't actually write anything new for about a year. I played with short stories. I submitted to grad school applications. I got into my first choice MFA program, really happy about that. And then in that program, I really threw myself into short stories. And this is the first time I started producing new work since I had finished that manuscript. A couple of those short stories got published and then I got the itch for writing novels again. So halfway through grad school, I paused on short stories and I started working on a novel that the idea had been swirling around for a little while. So I got 80,000 words into that novel before I had a hard conversation with my advisor at the time. And the ending result of that conversation was realizing it was a complete rewrite. That is correct. I got far enough into a work that it literally could have been a novel on its own based on word count, and I realized I needed to go back and start over from the beginning. When I tell you the decision to put that novel down was hard, I need you to understand that it was something closer to agonizing. For two months, I decided to push forward, and I told myself that if I could just get to the end of the first draft, then I could go back and do the rewrites because then I would have finished something, right? All that work would not have been for nothing. But I couldn't do it. Every time I tried, every time I sat down, every time I put words on paper, I was plagued by the idea that what I was writing meant nothing because I had such a different arc in mind for the character that she would end up at a completely different place. Writing to an ending that I knew would tell me nothing about my story or my character was an effort that neither my mind nor my body could take, and I genuinely started to hate the practice of writing. So I did the only thing I could do at the time. I gave up. I put it down and I walked away and I'd hoped I returned to it, but I didn't really know if I would. The next semester rolled around and I wasn't ready to pick that up, so I started writing something else. I got three chapters into a new idea before I stopped it. It wasn't going the way I wanted and I was frustrated and quite honestly, there was a good few months where I feared I would only ever write the one novel, that I would never write anything else that I liked. For the last semester of my MFA, I returned to that first manuscript that I'd finished. It had some problems, and that's why agents weren't picking it up. The opening lines were clumsy, and I started to see, hey, maybe there's something to be done here that would be productive. So I workshopped it with my advisor, and it became my thesis project. And honestly, it felt good to realize that there were problems with it, and that returning to a project that I had considered finished actually meant that I could make it better. 
I didn't have to turn away from it simply because I had thought it was done at one point. And the bigger thing, I did not have to put new words on a blank sheet of paper to be doing something useful. The ending got a rewrite and I graduated proud of the work that I'd put in. And the biggest piece of validation came when two weeks later, I got a contract offer to publish that book with an indie press. Now, I won't say why I chose not to go with that press. Let's just say it wasn't the right place for it. But it was incredible to know that if I had not stepped away, if I had not given up on that other work, I might not have returned to this novel and given it the time that it needed. I wouldn't have had a clear head to make the edits that needed to be made. And if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have gotten an offer that told me this book has a place in the world. Now it's just a matter of finding the right home for it. After that, I didn't start writing something new again for three months. At first, I tried to go back to that 80k work that I needed to rewrite, but it was still too much for me. I needed more space to figure out what I wanted from that story. And if I'm honest, I'm still figuring it out now a year later. Ask any artist, but writers especially, and they'll tell you that some works take months or even years to complete. They have to keep returning to it, fitting in time between other projects to turn the work this way and that and add to it little by little. I have a feeling that's what this manuscript will be. And that means accepting I'm going to give up on it over and over and over again until I can find the pieces that need to be plugged in. Meanwhile, I returned to that story I had only gotten three chapters into before I put it down. I'd had a relevant... I'd had a revelation about point of view and why I wanted to write the story in the first place, and I set paper to pencil intending to write for no one but myself. I honestly thought I wasn't going to share it with anybody, that it was just going to be a little exercise for me, and it felt so good. In three months, I had a finished manuscript, and that manuscript ended up being about 73,000 words. Now, that one needed editing. I don't want you to think that I wrote it and it was perfect. It absolutely was not. There were some scenes that needed to be tweaked here and there. There was an entire chunk in the middle that came out and had to be rewritten. But now I had another manuscript. And the best part, that manuscript has been requisitioned by two agents and it's closer than ever to finding its way to the shelves. All because I allowed myself to realize when I wasn't enjoying the work anymore, when the work was telling me that I needed to do something different, when writing became a punishment rather than a joy, and I let myself step away. Now, you might be saying that most of what I just talked about hasn't actually been real giving up stories, but more sit and wait and come back stories, and for me, that's true. However, I think that giving up is still the correct term because for many of them, the foundation of the work changed so much that it was no longer the original story I'd started out with. I had to figure out how to shed the expectations I'd put on myself and write a story that I enjoyed, that I could be proud of, and come at it in a very intimate way of just me and the paper and no one else. The key to this talk, in my opinion, is to encourage you that while stepping away is totally a valid option, don't give up on the practice of writing itself. It is sometimes necessary to put down certain ideas, but sitting down and putting words to paper every day or every week or every month as you are able to do, assuming it's still a thing that makes you happy, that's amazing. And I hope that you still find a way to take joy in it. There are plenty of ways to be productive while taking a break or pivoting completely from a work that you've been slaving away at. And I think it's important to find those moments and accept them. 
For one, putting down a work in progress allows you to explore so many other ideas. You might be able to play with new characters, new worlds, new story arcs. If you are turning away from something you've been working on for a really long time and you're looking for that break, you're looking for something to kind of lift you up again, I personally recommend start with self-contained scenes or short stories because then you can finish it and you can get a little boost of, wow, I got something done, right? I'm not a failure. I'm not chronically going to never finish what I'm working on. I actually can finish something. And it feels so good to put the last word and know it's done. That might even give you the confidence to find joy in your original piece again, or it might revive the creativity that you felt was missing from your other work. Either way, if taking a break or if doing nothing reminds you that writing is fun and cathartic rather than harrowing and guilt-ridden, then that's what you should be doing. Another thing you might do during a give-up phase is try out new techniques. Have you considered writing from a point of view you've never tried? Second person is one that I like to return to every now and again because I am fascinated with second person. If you don't know, second person is writing from the you. So instead of saying, I went to the store, it would be you went to the store. You did this, you tied your shoes, you got up, you did something. Uh, I find it really difficult to sustain second person for a novel length work. So I don't use it when I'm writing something longer but I really enjoy the challenge of working on a short story told from the second person. Sometimes it can even be a really interesting character study because second person is a form of disaffected first person. It gives just enough space between the character and their own psyche that you can get in there and find things the character has been hiding even from themselves. Perhaps the most important benefit to giving up on a specific work is allowing yourself to give overused or overworked characters a chance to rest. I find that the times I attempted to follow through on that advice of just push through, I ended up ignoring my own instincts until I absolutely hated the work that I was trying to finish and I never wanted to see those characters again. That's not helpful when after you finish your manuscript, you still have to go back and edit it. Or even worse, you have to try to sell it to agents and editors. It is incredibly difficult to find good things to say about your writing if you are burnt out and done with it. And if you can't find good things to say, why should agents or editors believe you that it's a story worth telling, that it should be published, that it should be out there on the shelves? Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's really difficult to put pen to paper and the best thing that you can do is push through. But at the end of the day, and what makes the difference for me, is you should love your stories. You should believe that they are worth something, that they deserve to be in the world where people can read them. If I'm working on a really hard scene, but I know I'm getting to a place that I'm so excited for, and it's just this little chunk that's annoying, then that's fine. I'll work through that. That makes sense to work through. But if you don't feel excited about anything coming up in the story, if writing has become a chore then that's a good sign that it's time for something new. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, well, this isn't useful for me because I'm chronically not finishing my stories, so I cannot give up and feel good about myself, then I totally hear you. I've had phases where I get so frustrated because I want to write, but it's not happening. And that's when self-doubt really becomes my worst enemy, where I'm thinking that everyone else in the world is writing and I'm not, and I'm just a failure because of it. Well, one, let me tell you that that's not true. All writers experience writer's block at some point, and you are not alone. 
And if you just can't seem to finish a manuscript, then there might be something else happening that has nothing to do with whether or not you are good enough to be a professional writer in the long run. For example, you might not have a destination in mind as you are writing, or you might have started with an idea that you really were comfortable with and knew the ins and outs of, but now you've gotten so far into your story, you don't know where you're going anymore. That will frustrate any writer, and it can make you feel like you're fumbling through the dark and your flashlight isn't working. Now, I'm not saying that you have to have your ending written every time you start a story, but having some idea as to where you're going can help you steer your narrative. It can also help you start to plant foreshadowing events, then that always makes the writing feel so much more assured, like you knew your ending the whole time. Now, if you don't have an ending, then don't worry, this advice is still for you. What I would do is set achievable checkpoints. Ask yourself, where am I going by the end of this chapter? With the manuscript I'm working on right now, that's exactly what I have to do. I always have in mind, what is my next stopping point? And that makes it feel much more attainable. And they can be tiny little cues, such as uh, village is attacked, girl is captured, deal goes awry, ship sinks, right? Those are one, two, three, four, five cues for five different chapters. Then I'm not tying myself into how it's going to happen. So I have freedom to play with my characters and learn new things about them as I'm reaching towards this ending. Then I have a scaffolding and that gives me something to hold on to even if I don't quite know or feel confident in what I'm writing. Another reason that you might feel as if you're stalling is that you've accidentally written yourself away from your ending. This happened to me on the most recent project that I have now given up on. Uh, I had a whole plot line written out that I was so happy with. I knew exactly what the characters were going to do, where they were going to end up, the betrayals, all of it. And yet, the more that I wrote, the more I realized that the characters were becoming people who would never do the things that I needed them to do. That meant that by the time I got to the juicy bits of the plot, it just didn't feel right. The characters were saying the lines I gave them, but it felt like really bad actors in a terrible play. They had no heart because I was holding them to a standard that existed before they became three-dimensional characters with thoughts and fears and dreams of their own. If that's happening to you, it might be worth setting down and re-examining your plot. That's what I need to do if I ever go back to this story. I'm a really character-centric writer, and so it's much easier for me to re-examine plot than it is to re-examine character. Characters tend to spring onto my page and they're not really changeable once they get there. And so it's my process that when that happens to me, I need to sit down and I need to ask myself, okay, the character that I have right now, they don't want the same things that I thought they would when I started writing this. So what do they want? And how can I stop them from getting it? Fun fact, that's all plot is. You ask yourself what your characters want, and then you make sure that they can't have it for whatever reason. Uh, both internal and external factors can contribute to that. Now, another truth that might be either really hard to hear or really relieving, depending on your perspective, is that one possibility for why a manuscript just isn't working is that you might not have the technical skills to craft the story that you want to write. 
And if you're reading over your story and you're finding that the quality of the writing isn't where you want it to be or the scenes aren't coming out the way you want and you don't know why or your dialogue is clunky and it's ruining the tension, then that's a cue that your writing skills might need to be looked at before continuing. The good news is that that's not a chore or at least it doesn't need to be. Writing classes are, in my opinion, not only super fun, but also so helpful. It's a time to just return to learning. And you don't have to impress anybody. You don't have to prove anything. You don't have to put words to paper. You're just growing. You're getting better. You're learning, right? You're going to get great writing advice. You get to try your hand at new techniques and you get to meet other writers who might be in the same boat as you. And the best part about writing classes, they don't have to be expensive. Yes, if you want to spend some extra money, if you really want to invest in yourself, you can attend a writer's conference or a residency and have a week to two weeks of every day, 10 hours a day writing immersion. Those get a little bit pricey. Um, They can be anywhere from a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars. But if that's not your speed and if that's not in your budget, then you can find workshops that range anywhere from $50 to completely free. I recommend the resources Freedom with Writing, One Story, and Authors Publish for finding classes that might be in your effort and price range. And I'll include more about them in the description of this episode. Like any craft, writing is one that can be constantly improved. Professional writers still seek ways to improve their writing, even after getting published and even after selling their New York Times bestselling novel. And you'd best believe that I personally am at every single reading, workshop, craft talk, and class that I can get myself into, time and money willing. Don't think of a class as a means to get better or improve if you don't want to. If that language doesn't feel good to you, then think of it as a place to try something new that maybe you've been too shy to put into a bigger work or an opportunity to meet other writers who can become friends and supporters and even beta readers for your work. The last reason I found that could play a major part in why you might be finding it difficult to finish your manuscript is that you might not be writing the story you actually want to write. This is a phenomenon that happens to all writers eventually, and it can be conscious or unconscious. Perhaps another writer friend or an industry professional said something along the lines of, oh, we have too many fairy stories right now, so I just can't get into this. Or this character reminds me a lot of other famous character. And so you get scared and you change the character. Either way, one of the fastest ways to ensure that you won't finish a manuscript is to let other people in before you're ready. When you don't even have a finished first draft, it's important to write the story that you want to write, even if you think it's too close to another story, even if you're worried that no one will like it because vampires were so 10 years ago. If you stick to your gut and write the story that makes you happy, I promise you'll put magic in it and someone else will find that magic too. If you bend your story, if you try to fit what everyone else thinks you want, it will immediately feel like a lie, both to you and everyone who reads it. They will feel that your heart isn't in it, that you couldn't give all of your attention to these characters and this plot and this world. It's better to write a story that makes you fiercely proud, that you would stand up and fight for and demand that others see what you see in it, than to bow to what you think everyone else wants. And remember, no one can tell you how to be a writer. That's something only you can define for yourself. So if you're on Instagram or TikTok thinking that all of these writer influencers write for seven hours a day or take their own terrible advice, I promise you that nothing on the internet is as it seems. Giving up is a perfectly acceptable course, especially if it helps you lead to the stories that are truly, really 
ready for you to write. The only person who can figure out how to write your story is you. And just know that the only wrong turn on that path is to decide that you're not good enough and stop writing for the rest of your life. Best of luck to you. And if you don't believe in yourself yet, just know that I believe in you. I cannot wait to hear your stories. Thank you all for listening, and I hope this talk was helpful to you. Please feel free to go back, pause, or replay any part you want to hear again. If you really liked the episode, leave a review or share it with someone else you think would benefit from this discussion. If you're interested in telling us a story about your own writing experience, sharing your work with us, or you just want to say hi, you can send an email to writeturn at gmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-3, the number three, T-U-R-N at gmail.com, or you can click the link in the description of this episode. If you'd like to engage with the community in other ways, you're welcome to subscribe to the newsletter at jordanmgriffin.com, which will tell you when I put out new episodes. In addition, I also have an Instagram, and that's probably the fastest way to know when videos get uploaded since they are a little inconsistent depending on what I'm working on and what ideas I have. Link will be in the episode description. As always, I wish you the best in your own writing. Have a great day. And if it's not a good one, I hope that the next one is better. See you next time.